we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall shall forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 69. Save me, O God, for the waters are come in even unto my soul. I stick fast in the deep mire where no ground is. I am come into deep waters so that the floods run over me. I am weary of crying. My throat is dry. My sight faileth me for waiting so long upon my God. They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They that are mine enemies and would destroy me guiltless are mighty. I paid them the things that I never took. God, thou knowest my simpleness, and my faults are not hid from thee. Let not them that trust in thee, O Lord, God of hosts, be ashamed for my cause. Let not those that seek thee be confounded through me, O Lord, God of Israel. And why? For thy sake have I suffered reproof. Shame hath covered my face. I am become a stranger unto my brethren, even an alien unto my mother's children. For the zeal of thine house hath even eaten me, and the rebukes of them that rebuked thee are fallen upon me. I wept and chastened myself with fasting, and that was turned to my reproof. I put on sackcloth also, and they jested upon me. They that sit in the gate speak against me, and the drunkards make songs upon me. But, Lord, I make my prayer unto thee in an acceptable time. Hear me, O God, in the multitude of thy mercy, even in the truth of thy salvation. 
Take me out of the mire that I sink not. O let me be delivered from them that hate me and out of the deep waters. Let not the water flood drown me, neither let the deep swallow me up, and let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. Hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is comfortable. Turn thee unto me according to the multitude of thy mercies. And hide not thy face from thy servant, for I am in trouble. O haste thee, and hear me. Draw nigh unto my soul, and save it. O deliver me because of mine enemies. Thou hast known my reproach, my shame, and my dishonor. Mine adversaries are all in thy sight. Reproach hath broken my heart. I am full of heaviness. I looked for some to have pity on me, but there was no man, neither found I any to comfort me. They gave me gall to eat, and when I was thirsty, they gave me vinegar to drink. Let their table be made a snare to take themselves withal, and let the things that should have been for their wealth be unto them an occasion of falling. Let their eyes be blinded that they see not, and ever bow thou down their backs. Pour out thine indignation upon them, and let thy wrathful displeasure take hold of them. Let their habitation be void, and no man to dwell in their tents. For they persecute him whom thou hast smitten, and they talk how they may vex them whom thou hast wounded. Let them fall from one wickedness to another, and not come into thy righteousness. Let them be wiped out of the book of the living, and not be written among the righteous. As for me, when I am poor and in heaviness, thy help, O God, shall lift me up. I will praise the name of God with a song, and magnify it with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord, better than a bullock that hath horns and hoofs. The humble shall consider this and be glad. Seek ye after God, and your soul shall live. For the Lord heareth the poor, and despiseth not his prisoners. Let heaven and earth praise him, the sea and all that moveth therein. For God will save Zion, and build the cities of Judah, that men may dwell there, and have it in possession. The posterity also of his servant shall inherit it, and they that love his name shall dwell therein. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixth chapter of the book of Jeremiah. O you children of Benjamin, gather yourselves to flee from the midst of Jerusalem. Blow the trumpet in Tekoa, and set up a signal fire in Beth Hacharem. For disaster appears out of the north, and great destruction. I have likened the daughter of Zion to a lovely and delicate woman. The shepherds with their flocks shall come to her. They shall pitch their tents around against her all around. Each one shall pasture in his own place. Prepare war against her. Arise and let us go up at noon. Woe to us, for the day goes away, for the shadows of the evening are lengthening. Arise and let us go by night, and let us destroy her palaces. For thus has the Lord of hosts said, Cut down trees and build a mound against Jerusalem. This is the city to be punished. 
she is full of oppression in her midst. As a fountain wells up with water, so she wells up with her wickedness. Violence and plundering are heard in her. Before me continually are grief and wounds. Be instructed, O Jerusalem, lest my soul depart from you, lest I make you desolate, a land not inhabited. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 28th verse of the 11th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house, and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man, who opened the eyes of the blind, also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. 
And he who had died came out, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent. Create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. A couple of thoughts for our lessons tonight. Uh, we begin in the Psalms. Uh, in Psalm 69, 
um, is helpful for illuminating the other two, um, as is often the case in evening prayer and morning prayer. Uh, Psalm 69 repeatedly invokes this common image in the Psalms about the waters that come up around the neck of the person speaking or, or, or rising up against them. Um, the, sometimes this is referred to as the floods. This is referred to as the, the sort of um, sort of chaotic uh, churning waters. And it's important for us to always remember that in the Old Testament, especially um, really throughout the whole Bible, though, uh, water uh, is always a kind of ambiguous image. Um, it is, uh, while it does get brought into figuring cleansing and ultimately baptism, um, it never quite ceases being an image of death. Um, and, and by death, we mean an image of kind of uncreation. Um, and that takes us all the way back to Genesis 1, where we see the Spirit of God hovering over the face of the deep, the formless and void, um, and it says that, and it, which are characterized um, as best as the void can be characterized as the waters, the waters of the great deep. Um, and so whenever we see water um, as, a, as a poetic image, it's referring back to the, the, the creation poem in Genesis 1 and 2. Um, and so uh, that will um, be, a, that would be an intense, intensely interesting study if you start to read through the lens that way uh, when water appears, especially like wild water, um, when Jesus walks on the water, where, uh, et cetera. And so uh, tonight, though, in the, the Psalms, it's used as an image of death. It's used as an image of dissolution. Um, and that's the psalmist reflecting um, that despite the fact that the psalmist is living um, in a out of faithfulness to God, that affliction has befallen him, um, and that this has become a source of mockery uh, among those who um, look at his affliction and think that he's been cursed by God and are going along their way, living indifferent to the covenant, um, and are seem to be suffering uh, not one bit uh, for it at the time. Whereas the psalmist reflects that their life has like has become um, a, a, a has become like a life that is being uncreated, is being dissolved into its elements again, uh, and so in the psalmist's prayer in the midst of this is for faithfulness, but also for vindication against those who see falsely um, and attribute falsely the cause of what's going on. What it turns out is is that this is the, um, you know, what the psalmist is experiencing is life as it really is in this world that is that is broken through the corruption of sin, um, that it is a world that is tearing itself to pieces, and that this is a world that um, that is is descending into a kind of a kind of uncreation or chaos, um, and which is what sin and death always do. Um, that's reflected, uh, that's kind of the cosmic image that the psalmist gives us, which is reflected in the um, political image that Jeremiah is giving us, um, where he is talking about this kind of flood of the northern armies against the city of Jerusalem. And it's a call for the refinement of the, um, the faithful within, what they call the remnant of Israel in the verse just after our, our passage tonight. So it calls for a kind of winnowing of this group um, the, the, the sort of the faithful among them who, like the psalmist, um, they see the times for what they really are, that ruin is about to befall the city. Um, and meanwhile, many are going about gleefully saying that, oh, it's Jerusalem, it's God's chosen city, it's the city of the temple, how could it ever be undone? Um, and even those within the city are mocking the faithful and saying, ah, you know, like you guys are so dour and so, you know, you know, and so pietistic, like, you know, you're, you're failing to recognize that things are great and that we're in the protected city. So what, you know, what could happen to us? 
the northern kingdom may have fallen, but that's because they're, you know, lame compared to us. Um, and we have Jerusalem. And, uh, and it turns out that God is willing to destroy Jerusalem and even his own temple in order to save his people, which is something that is a staggering in, in, in sort of ancient Near Eastern theology. Um, but, but again, reflects that fact that faithfulness sometimes means, you know, bearing witness through faithfully through the end and continuing to pray for, uh, for the strength to remain faithful and the strength and, and to be vindicated in God's good time. And then that comes down to the personal level, uh, the familial personal level in our gospel lesson tonight um, from John, the raising of Lazarus. And so all of these things are in the backdrop and John's gospel in particular, make sure we know all that, that this is about the history of the cosmos. This is about the history of Israel. And now it's about the family of Mary, Martha and Lazarus. And so when death overtakes Lazarus, it is that psalmist who's the, whose water, the waters come up to their neck. And as the psalmist says in the first verses of the psalm, and the ground that I can feel beneath my feet under the water has suddenly turned to muck and has slipped out from under me and I'm starting to descend even further. This has happened to, uh, to, uh, to Lazarus, the beloved of the Lord. And he goes to raise him up again. And when he raises him up, it is, is seen as a kind of image of ultimately uh, that, that, that sort of that thing that God is always uh, contending with, not only in his people, this kind, of, um, this kind of chaotic frenzy that they get thrown into when they are all in the presence of this imminent death. But then he speaks in the midst of it as he spoke in the creation, as he speaks again to the psalmist, as he speaks to uh, Jerusalem through Jeremiah. And now as he speaks directly to Lazarus, calling him forth from the tomb, it becomes an image of what, every, of what the Lord has come to do in the midst of what, has, what would otherwise be the inevitable end of everything. So as we read that tonight, we have to read it against the backdrop, not only as a touching story where Jesus himself is personally moved by the, um, the, the sort of the sorry condition that death has wrought havoc upon all of his beloved creation, uh, but that he himself is the creator who will again call it from the primordial waters of death and, and set it in the firmament again and make it to stand. And so the image of raising Lazarus is really an image of the resurrection. And so it's kind of turning our eyes now toward Easter. So a couple thoughts for tonight. We'll turn now to our intercession on page 590, remembering as we do those for whom we're praying. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble.
and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O most loving Father, who willest us to give thanks for all things, to dread nothing but the loss of thee, and to cast all our care on thee who carest for us, preserve us from faithless fears and worldly anxieties, and grant that no clouds of this mortal life may hide from us the light of that love which is immortal, and which thou hast manifested unto us in thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for joining in tonight. Thanks to Rochelle and to Chris for co-leading tonight. Take care. Thank you, Father Hayden. Thank Have a good you. night, everybody.